I V M. Welcome to yet another episode of Simplified. This one's a shorty, and we are going to talk about. Uh, the flavor and sound of the seasons. Flavor and oh sound. Oh man, of the season, definitely yeah. the sound. The <laughs> sound, the noise, mm-hmm. uh, the chikni chameli. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, one thing that uh, you know, Ganpati or Ganesha, the festival, is very important, uh, especially Ganesha in Mumbai. Or Ganesha Chaturthi to use the full Christian name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Hindu name. <laughs> <laughs> And it's very important festival in uh, in this part of India at least, and uh, it's celebrated with a great deal of uh, sincerity and uh, you know a great deal of pomp. Mm-hmm. But in Mumbai alone, okay, about one hundred and fifty thousand statues are immersed annually. Oh my god! And this number has probably just increased since it was published. It was a few years old. and uh, most a overwhelming majority of these idols i'd say about 100% of them uh, are made out of plaster of paris right and when they dissolve and they are painted in very attractive colors which are not really uh, sort of put through any yeah they are not put through any control so many of them contain harmful chemicals and they are all put into water bodies and in mumbai usually the sea and they end up uh, poisoning a lot of lot lot of it and that's what we are going to look into uh, first what the festival is all about second why it is uh, not eco friendly and finally the main thing is what eco friendly alternatives there are and what you can do so uh, the festival itself uh, celebrates lord ganesha's the lord of new beginnings right so in hindu culture that's the first thing you do is whatever it is a wedding a new house or car anything, for that matter a car you always take the name of ganesha and then you start whatever it is because lord ganesha is supposed to keep your troubles away mm. that and uh, uh, he's also the god of wisdom and intelligence because he wrote the mahabharat Mahabharata. and bhagavad gita that's that story and it's especially big festival in maharashtra karnataka goa gujarat and curiously telangana and chatisgarh as oh, well oh, in this wow. part of india yeah hmm. and uh, it has an interesting history okay so okay uh, while in these states it's very sort of celebrated with great vigor it is celebrated in other states as well hmm. and curiously in many places where there are uh, here, uh, indian diaspora places like trinidad suriname fiji mauritius and uh, even some places in europe a place mm-hmm. called tenerife yeah and uh, it's so on that uh, this hmm. thing uh, being celebrated in other countries i have a pretty funny story about uh, so my girlfriend's mom so they were my girlfriend used to be in uh, dubai and uh, there uh, all forms of uh, non islamic uh, religious worship are completely banned uh, so my girlfriend's mom is a pretty uh, she she believed in ganpati and ganesh ganesh yeah. quite devout ganesh uh, fan so to speak <laughs> but uh, so what happened is she had done her puja in her house and and she said i want to do ganpati visarjan 
माय गर्लफ्रेंड वाज लाइक मॉम यू आर गोइंग टू गेट अस अरेस्टेड बट सो एंड वेयर टू डू विसर्जन नाउ सो अपेरेंटली देयर वाज दिस वन व्हाट यू से ओशन क्रूज सॉर्ट ऑफ थिंग दैट टुक वन स्मॉल राउंड ऑन द ओशन एंड ड्रॉप पीपल बैक सो अपेरेंटली माय गर्लफ्रेंड एंड हर मदर बोथ टुक वन क्रूज विथ हर मॉम हाइडिंग द गणेशा इन हर पलू एंड takes it there, over there and there on the boat they met another very nice maharashtrian couple who were trying to do the same thing <laughs> do one court visarjan in the arabian sea that's so cute so they both like went and either either dekhkar said one two quick prayers and plopped it on the side and did one quiet visarjan which is highly illegal in the uae but uh, court visarjans happened over there as well so in the topic of you saying diaspora across other countries there are also happening in the uae where it is illegal <laughs> so uh, one of the reasons this uh, uh, festival really gained popularity especially in uh, maharashtra was uh, the espousal of it uh, by lokmanya tilak so uh-huh. this the backdrop to this is uh, hindu muslim riots in 1893 and uh, lokmanya tilak felt that uh, the british government was playing a lot of divisive politics and he wanted to get the people together so he encouraged people to have what is now known as and in back then sarvajanik ganpati so you have a ganesha uh, puja and everything but not in the privacy of your home but right out in the open out somewhere in the, open, in the yeah. street and uh, that used to be the uh, uh, you know site for gatherings mm-hmm. and people would get together sing songs bhajan and things of like that and then have plays a lot of it was uh, you know with a lot of nationalistic fervor and things of like that so it was an important part of the freedom movement mm-hmm. and it really took off mm-hmm. right so but how did this help the muslims uh, no they, this was because uh, there was a lot of divisive politics being played mm-hmm. there was uh, hindu muslim riots and then uh, the british government decided to choose with the uh, side, uh, with, side the, with the side muslims with. and uh, piss off the hindus and uh, hindus were at that time divided by caste by themselves ah, so, okay. so oh, by themselves yeah. they were divided okay okay so uh, tilak felt that ganesha was one god that mm. people could pray to regardless of whether they were yeah. uh, uh, brahmins yeah, or yeah. lower today of course people, many people so. are they come together at lokamanya tilak terminus which is a yes. different <laughs> matter altogether <laughs> not very <laughs> harmonious <laughs> definitely not harmonious yeah. but yeah so this was in vogue in uh, mumbai all throughout and it just grew and mm-hmm. uh, i find that historically uh, it was actually started by uh, chhatrapati shivaji maharaj himself uh, after he uh, sort of instituted a semblance of his uh, kingdom because uh, till that time it was uh, mughals 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 mm-hmm. everywhere so uh, shivaji carved out his own kingdom within that and that's when he encouraged people to publicly celebrate ganpati because in aurangzeb's regime that yeah. wasn't uh, allowed so actually it was also an act of defiance also defiance yeah so always uh, uh, ganesh chaturthi has had the theme of defiance defining it yeah wow. and uh, there is this very curious and interesting uh, 
memo memoir written by a visiting Italian Sanskrit professor. His name was Anglo di Gubernatis. And he visited Bombay in 1885. And this is what he wrote. I followed with the greatest curiosity crowds who carried in procession an infinite number of idols of the god Ganesh. Each little quarter of the town, each family with his adherents, each little street corner, I may almost say, organizes a procession of its own. And the poorest may be seen carrying on a simple plank their little idol of paper mache a crowd more or less numerous accompanies the idol clapping hands and raises cries of joy while a little orchestra generally precedes the idol so not much has changed yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so except that except orchestra for- the orchestra plays item numbers today. That's the only yeah, item difference. numbers with uh, with pretty loud, sophisticated speakers and uh, papier mache idols have replaced uh, yeah. been replaced by pa- plaster of Paris. Plaster of Paris. So actually, uh, uh, I've also observed in Malad at least a uh, revertal no revert backing uh, <laughs> to more religious. Uh, you know so. A lot of the film numbers are eschewed now in favor of uh, so mm. there is it's quite splendid. So there are these people with you know with half of the day when they'll play porcupine tree. Uh. At the <laughs> <laughs> Imagine drumming in Prague during a twenty procession. I think that's what happens because so many of them happen in parallel. Actually, feels uh, yeah, like, it, it feels, feels, like feels like quite Prague anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I think... Yeah, so yeah, coming back to uh, the number of idols, mm-hmm. uh, everyone does that. And as you observed, uh, <laughs> almost none of them are papier-mâché. Mm. Everything is plaster, plaster of, of Paris. Paris. And plaster of Paris was considered a fairly inert uh, thing. And mm. this reminds me of another, yes, minister, <laughs> yes, uh, Prime minister, minister situation where they're talking about uh, this... Uh, compound called metadioxin and uh, they don't know whether it is harmful and uh, they know that dioxin is but (laughs) metadioxin isn't and they don't know whether to ban it or not. So Humphrey is, uh, Humphrey, Bernard Woolley and Jim Macker are discussing this. So somebody says it's inert. So Jim Macker says, what does inert mean? So Humphrey says, it means, I think it means it's not hurt. <laughs> and uh, Wooly says it wouldn't hurt a fly. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so that's what people thought Plaster of uh, Paris was. It was yeah. inert. Uh-huh. And it turns out that it's not entirely as inert as made out to mm. be. So Plaster of Paris is not as uh, eco friendly as it's uh, as previously thought. Uh, the paint itself is quite harmful, it contains a lot of heavy. Uh, metals mm. and not not a lot of it is documented unlike in the US where you know you need to get paints certified mm. here there is no such rule and we use obviously bright and attractive colors some of them contain poisonous elements like lead and mercury mm. so not much is known about that but what we do know is what plaster of paris does so plaster of paris is basically powdered anhydrite of uh, calcium sulfate so it is crystalline calcium sulfate which is sort of the water is baked the f- out of it. So, uh, <laughs> it. It becomes dry and then when you add water back into it, it sets again. So it, it's like a cement, right? And uh, it, when, when you put it back into water, it sort of uh, disintegrates very slowly and uh, becomes calcium sulfate uh, again. And calcium increases hardness in the water, which is 
okay not that serious but the sulfate uh, can have a little uh, bad effect so what fate happens is yeah uh, sulfate yeah fate of sulfate so there are something called sulfate reducing microorganisms so these are bacteria and uh, there are uh, you know they eat the sulfate and sulfate is like oxygen oh, so they eat yeah, of sulfate yeah they eat sulfate <laughs> yeah and the yeah, gift that entire, keeps on giving yeah entire rap number somewhere <laughs> yeah. uh, so they eat the sulfate and then they breed and uh, if you're really since you're really dying to know they uh, perform anaerobic uh, respiration utilizing sulfate as a terminal electron acceptor and reduce it to hydrogen sulfide and hydrogen sulfide is a bad thing yeah so hydrogen sulfide and then oh, it's rotten sort of, eggs yeah, rotten again. eggs yeah. Uh, yeah so it's it's uh, it's a little smelly yeah right? and that's an understatement <laughs> yeah and it does a I lot have of been in a chemistry lab <laughs> yeah it sucks out the oxygen also from the from the water and uh-huh. it's bad for the fish so the long and short of it is that it does affect because there are 150000 or more idols which are dumped into the sea it does affect the uh, you know aquatic life in and around bombay and that is why a lot of people have started thinking about more eco friendly ganeshas yeah. right so there have been a number of very interesting uh, alternatives uh, so one lady her name is rintu rathod Uh, she is a commercial designer turn baker and she made ganesha idols out of chocolates mm. so that was nice and you could actually sort of immerse it in milk at home and make one large milkshake also out of it so that's wow one, that's pretty cool yeah there was uh, one very uh, interesting one called a guy named dattadri kothur made this it's called plant a ganesha so the ganesha idols are made from mud in which seeds have been mixed so you do oh. the puja and everything and the visarjan is in a pot so the ganesha actually starts sprouting How plants cool. and gives life that's so beautiful so that's nice then there is one uh, called gobar ganesha which <laughs> is a bangalore based uh, uh, ngo called gogo and uh, you can't spell gobar ganesha without gobar gas <laughs> yeah and they they make it out of cow dung and basically it wow. is the same idea you basically it returns very back cool. to uh, yeah, earth yeah. very easily and there is another one which is uh, from coconut husk or coconut powder mm. so you can really compact all this and make a ganesha out of it and when you put it back into water it simply just dissolves and no side seen yeah. of it remains that's pretty cool and the most interesting one that i found is something called a fish friendly ganesha yeah Yeah so this is a brainchild of an ecologist named Anand Pendharkar of uh, the Sprouts Environmental Trust so the statues are made with clay stuffed with fish friendly food such as corn and spinach and wheat and vegetable powder and when you do the visarjan the fish get actually a lot of uh, you know good things to eat yeah so this in fact uh was quite interestingly the marketing for this entire thing was done by ogilvy hmm. so my my which is my advertising agency so we we did this at that time and uh, the it got tremendous amounts of traction so we did very little because of course they didn't pay us for anything because it was yeah a, it was pro bono so it was a very entire pro bono thing but for the few things that we did it got tremendous traction and gained like a lot of positive uh, pr as well because primarily see again the problem with all the other ganesha options 
is that uh, you have to change the way you traditionally do visarjan yeah. it's yeah. not out in a water out body or yeah. some sort something like that and scale no the people compete for the largest exactly sizes. yeah so actually uh, this this particular form of ganesha would be like really uh, which would would stay true to the original traditions and then does the positive thing which also i mean the other the most popular eco friendly option that exists i mean these are all quite creative but the most popular one of course is just simple clay yeah make them out of clay mm-hmm. so that they kind of Uh, clay or uh, or uh, soil that kind of like disintegrates mm-hmm. the moment you put it in the and water and that's okay clay and yeah so i mean so the thing is this what i've heard and this is just some uh, research on that pop is really cheap so yeah. plaster of paris is really cheap, Very cheap uh, yeah. from material point of view to make the ganesha it's going to be cheap and all mm-hmm. that making it from clay is actually more expensive because clay and clay that will be good enough to be tough enough yeah, to yeah. do that entire thing you can do it plus like what naren was saying about bright colors and all that stuff pop is more conducive to be painted with all of that mm. stuff claim ganeshas might look more dull Mm. and therefore are not as plus a stigma oh you're making god out of mud yeah. no but, yeah probably a little more Maybe. but the thing is about it's it's more about the brightness of the sure. ganesha and yeah. looking that much more attractive because mm-hmm. i mean some of the ganeshas that you see are pretty stunning they they're really bright they're really like massive and they're all this gloss finish stuff mm-hmm. so when at the end of the day you'll get a very dull looking ganesha when it's coming from clay and the other part about the both the ganeshas like i said for clay and the sprouts one as well which is a brilliant idea but they are all quite quite significantly more expensive and so the average lay person doesn't still take them over as mm. much so and anyway woke people don't do visarjan yes mm. so that again uh, is the other problem so while it's it's a trend that's catching on it's still pretty nascent it's among like mm. the more privileged people who still do ganesh visarjans and stuff like that but i think we have a way to go and i think it's it's pretty sad actually more than anything else i mean of course uh, for people who don't believe in uh, god they might find that the entire process being futile but even people who do believe in god like the, the few days after visarjan when you see these pictures of like broken ganesh idols washing up on yeah. shores and uh, like find people actually like fishing them out of lakes and dumping yeah, yeah. them together in trash i'm like this is a ganesha you did like puja for god lo knows some 15 days and then after that you're dumping them in the this thing to be thrown to out be in the trash state. later so i mean it it, it is from even a religious point of view pretty uh, sad for a lot of people so i mean yeah so uh, you will be probably hearing this just after the ganesha festival is over yeah. so i would like you to take a few minutes and think about how you can make your next ganesha more <laughs> eco friendly so yeah. see you soon see you next week and stay simplified <laughs> <laughs>